We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second guest show. Uh, Happy New Year's 2024. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby A. Bear live from the Silver Slipper Casino beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J. and I will be on until 630 tonight. Then we'll throw it to the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. It'll be the uh, Saints Coaches Show with uh, Mike Hoss hosting. Uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the Saints, will be on. And his guest tonight will be running backs coach Joel Thomas. At 7.30 tonight, it, we will come back and finish it up with second guests until 8 o'clock. Bob, uh, we saw it, heard it. You, could, you heard it here on the Big 870 and free on the Odyssey app. LSU 35-31. Uh, one thing stayed the same. Their the, defense was still bad. No, now, it's still, it's still I, man, sorry. I got people, they send me texts. How can the defense be this bad? Okay, have you not watched LSU play all year long? This is what you've seen. They came up with a stop late, and I give them credit. They got pressure uh, on, on Murdaki. But, man, Bob, <laughs> defense, they got carved up today. Well, and uh, Wisconsin's not even ranked. I mean, it's not like uh, Wisconsin might be their offense a little bit better than Iowa's offense. Uh, you know, you look at Big Ten. Uh, but, no, uh, they closed out the game like they needed to. I think look at Nussmeyer. Through right at 400 yards, you got to give really uh, him credit. Well. Really yeah, we're not worried well. about scoring points. But I'm telling you, if we don't make any changes, and uh, we would end up being like a 7-5 team next year. You know, you're trying to get in the postseason uh, because you can't be like, oh, the offense got to score every time they get the ball. That's not realistic. The defense has to be able to do something. Now, you'll be opportunistic and uh, take the football away. But um, – I was very disheartened until at the end of the game uh, that the defense, uh, they did dial up a few pressures, and they got after the pulls of quarterback. That quarterback wasn't good, I'm telling you. Look at what he no, did. Mordocky, the whole, Bob, the whole year, he, he wasn't good, and he looked good against us. I know that. Okay, <laughs> Tanner uh, Mordocky, he threw uh, Mordecai, Mordecai. Excuse me, Mordecai. His best outing for Mordecai other than – Today was a 277-yard passing game against Washington State. And he threw for uh, – you never talk about Washington 378 State. 378 today. Uh, yeah, 370. You never talk about Washington State's defense. You try to talk about their offense and the history of Washington State football, but never their defense. I mean, maybe an individual player here or there, but uh, – And their ability to run the football. Man, every time I watched that running game, they ran up the middle. 
And well, they we gave up about 130 yards rushing. They gave up 128 oh, yeah, yards 100, rushing yeah, 100, on yeah. 34 yards. Uh, uh, Jackson Aker, uh, 86 yards rushing. Uh, it might get that there's there's their top ru- running back opted even, out early. Yeah, didn't even play. So uh, didn't know. even play in the game. And two of their three top receivers. Now, Will Pauling, I'll tell you a quick story about Will. He caught eight passes today, 143 yards, two touchdowns. Manning camp. Desmond Ritter shows up. And I asked him, tell me a guy on Cincinnati you think is going to be a big-time player one day. And he, he said, you know, there's a young guy on that team. So he Will, transferred from Cincinnati to Wisconsin? He transferred. He okay. said, Will Pauling. Okay. He said, Coach, I'm telling you, he's going to be something else. Now, at that time, he had seen very little action. Right, right. And he was sort of the redshirt guy. But he said, he, I think he's got a chance to be really special. Man, God give Desmond Rear a lot of credit there. Nobody else would have said it. But Ritter did that Will Pauling, then he transfers to Wisconsin. And, uh, man, he, Mordecai knew where to go with the football. <laughs> he, he aimed yeah, it yeah. at him. Also, uh, Bryson Green, seven catches, 145 yards, 105 yards today for Wisconsin. Well, and, uh, and Mike, when you look at it, uh, who's coming back, who's not coming back, as far as whether it's players or coaching staff, uh, uh, Mike, you go. Uh, they got to uh, make changes on that defense, Bob. Well, well, come on. Well, uh, well, well Mike, I like um, Mason Smith. Uh, he has to come back and really do something Ma- next year. Mason, right? man, I, somebody sent me draft ratings of a guy. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a former NFL defensive back who had Mason Smith, a first-round pick guy. There's no, no way. No, no, no. He'd no be, way. He'd be, uh, uh, no like, way. I'd say fifth, sixth round. He'd be a late-round pick. If not a free agent. Ma- Mason, he needs to come back and do something. <laughs> Mason's play against the run today, every time they ran the football, he seemed to be a little bit out of position. Yeah. He seemed to be shifting around. Now, he did get a good pass rush today. At the end, yeah. He, uh, he, yeah, he yeah. got a, got a decent w- w- push. With the sack with Wingo at the end. Yeah, and yeah, he he, got the, the Wingo, pressure. Mason. Greg Penn, the third, who has really played well all season long. I think he's one of the unsung heroes, one of the few guys that really played great. Uh, I say very good. I shouldn't say great. Very good uh, for LSU's defense all season long. Those three guys sort of sealed the deal. And uh, Tanner looked, man, like, wait, where was this at all game? Uh, uh, He went in the in the diaper. Well, well Mike, uh, so what do, you, what do you think? I mean, uh, Coach Kelly, you know, I think it was important for him to get the 10 wins. Uh, but uh, the defense can't stay status quo no, uh, from no. a coaching perspective. No, from a coaching standpoint, you've got to make major changes on this no, staff. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I told you this. I'm looking at this, uh, and, you know, Nussmeyer, I mean, look, he threw for almost 400 yards. He's not going to run around like Jane Daniels. He's not going to do that. So you don't know certain games are going to happen. And Nussmeyer could be playing pretty damn good, almost outstanding, and they won't win. I'm telling you what, the team I saw, now it changes year to year, but uh, to get the 10 wins next year, Mike, uh, they'd be more, the defense is like that, they're more a 7-5 and five team, I think. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree with you. And, and how they use their running backs, um, and I know that it's, it's part of Brian's deal with Josh and Noah Kane. And, okay. Trying to keep everybody happy. Man, Caleb Jackson, when you watch him run, Bob, I'm just telling you, that guy is a stud player. Uh, You're not going to be able to keep him on the bench very long before he decides, you know what, I got enough. I'm going to go somewhere where I'm going to be a feature back. But Caleb Jackson, to me, is the new star on offense for LSU. 
with his ability to run the football and catch it coming out the backfield. I know Logan Diggs and, and Josh and, and Noah kind of split time along with Caleb. But we saw late in the second quarter how good of a back Caleb Jackson was. So, Mike, for, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I'm under the weather a little bit. If, before we go uh, to the break, we're talking LSU, but this is the second guess, so we second guess the Saints. We second guess the Tigers. But they ain't much second guessing on the Saints the way we started the damn game against no. Tampa Bay. If we do Bobby, that, number- <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a flip of the first game where Tampa uh, dominated the game throughout the entire game. It shows game. you the NFL. And, okay, Tampa made a play or two late in the game, but the Saints really dominated that game Without a doubt. from start to finish. Without a doubt. And uh, I looked at it, and we said the tone. Uh, the first touchdown we've had in an opening possession now in uh, 16 games. And, Mike, we were plus four uh, in the turnover margin. Now we're plus eight for the season. Tampa Bay was tied for first at plus 10. Now they're plus six. Just goes to show you uh, when you look at that turnover margin, how quickly that could flip. But Tampa Bay came into entered the game as one of the hottest teams in the league. And they had won four consecutive games, including impressive wins against the Packers and the Jaguars. Look at the Packers, how they stomp uh, Minnesota. So you never know when you're playing a team where they come and about. And they were coming off four straight wins. And, Bob, it's funny how a lot of people in the gambling world said, you know what, I don't know about believing so much in the Saints. I don't believe in Tampa can win five straight. And they picked the Saints to win. I had, we had at least I, I, four guys that, that I'm affiliated with and talked to. They all picked the Saints to win outright. Well, you know what, I, I, I took the Saints with the points. It was that two and a half, and, and, and I was like, ah, I think it'll be 24-23. But then, Mike, if you take the points, you still win, right? Still win. You no, know, yeah, because, uh, you know, from that perspective. But when I saw this, Mike, uh, this is how you set the tone. I'm looking at the Saints' defense and the Buccaneers' uh, offense. They forced Tampa to go three and out on four of its first five offensive possessions. You know how we said our team has to be a dominant defense? Now think about that. You're on the road, four of the first five offensive possessions. You forced Tampa Bay to go three and out. It would have been five straight. If you remember uh, three and outs to open the game, Brian Brzee, remember uh, the third down sack? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, Mike, it, 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 we had a sack, and then when he gets a face mask on that second possession, so that nullified well, Mike, we came out the gate, uh, the gate uh, smoking, and it just shows you how fans are. Whether you're in Philadelphia or Tampa or New Orleans, if, if you don't like how your team's playing, people are going to boo. Tampa Bay, you think they don't really care about their team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans, now they're in the driver's seat. What have they done, Mike? They were at, uh, friends are at that game. They go no. Tampa Buccaneer fans were booing their team. You could actually hear it, <laughs> and they're probably going to win the NFC South. I, I don't think Carolina's going to beat them. No, but <laughs> and you know Baker caught a shot to the ribs with Tyron Matthew, and I had people tell me, "Oh, it's going to be trash." No, no one thing about Baker Mayfield. He's one tough dude. Yeah. he's going to play against Carolina. Yeah, they'll just you can sh- bank nah, that. He'll shoot him up. They shoot him up, and then you know. Now the next morning, you feel like crap. But then you play in the game, and you're all right. Just you know, a little need a little numbing pain. Now you'll be okay. And the Panthers, man, you talk about meltdown, and not from the top on down, with the owner uh, as a Saints upset, fan, as a Saints throw, throwing a drink on yeah, a yeah, fan. throwing a drink. Listen, right now this won't happen. 
because if, if it looked like desperation, I'm telling you, as a Saints fan, you want Andy Dalton playing against Atlanta, uh, with Carolina. They'd have a better chance to beat Atlanta than with Bryce. Mike. That. Okay, uh, people don't realize when Andy Dalton played at Seattle, uh, I think Charlie got these numbers. He played at Seattle, and they were hanging with the Seahawks. He threw over 50 passes. Threw over game. 50 passes, no interceptions, and, like, well, over 350 yards or something. So, I, right now, we want Carolina to, to beat uh, Tampa Bay. We need Andy Dalton playing, I'm telling you, the veteran, to have a chance to beat them, uh, I think. But they're going to go with Yeah, that. yeah. Because the owner wants them to play Bryce. Well, well, maybe get hurt and knock him out or something. Maybe <laughs> Tampa knock him out and they'll put Dalton in or something. Uh, go back to LSU a little bit. Malik Neighbors decided to play in the game. He got the record Got today. the record, uh, yeah. Caught three passes, 23 yards. Brian uh, Kelly said in the press conference he wanted to continue to play. He's like, no, no, you got the record. I don't want you to play anymore. Understanding. Now you want him to get hurt. No, he, he's going to be, Bobbin, it's going to be close between him and Oduzi uh, from Washington for the number two spot at wide receiver. I've got Malik eight, Rome ninth, and it is tight as tight could be. Marvin Harrison. Uh, junior he, he's, he's the number cutabout. one guy he, he's the number one guy but i think the number four guy we saw him today and he played big brian thomas jr eight catches 98 yards two touchdowns so what he had 17 on the season touchdowns Man. i think like uh so you, you look at him mike uh and you look at malik neighbors uh that's why you have to look at a skill player and if you could set yourself up to make millions of dollars and you're still playing in a bowl game, so i got to give them credit. i, I got to give him credit. 187 catches at LSU, number one overall, 3,003 yards. Number one He overall. surpassed Josh Reed. And, um, you know, uh, Josh Reed is probably one of the, uh, the greatest receivers, not only out of LSU, uh, but in, in college football history, that uh, no one really talks about in the conversation. When you're talking about uh, Randy Moss or whoever the best of the best, Talk about production, don't get any better than Josh Reed and Malik Neighbors just passed him up. And when you walk up to Josh, you'd never know that he was a wide receiver. Right. And he had a number of years in the NFL with, with the Buffalo, Bills. Yeah, with, with the Buffalo. Bills. Josh is not a real big guy. He really is not. Uh, but, man, he, he put on a show when he was at LSU. So congratulations to Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr. for playing in the game. I, I understand perfectly if you didn't. I would have understood that perfectly, just like with Jaden Daniels. Uh, I think with Jaden, uh, the, the torch has been passed. And I like the way the offense has to change a little bit with yes, Garrett because exactly. he doesn't run uh, as effective, no, nearly no, as effective. No, he has a good pocket presence. And, uh, and he but, can sling it. No, and he was, when he's, like, moving around and trying to extend the play, it's extend the pass. He ain't taking off and running like Jane Daniels. There's only one cat that can, uh, that, that like can run him. like Jane Daniels, and that's Lamar Jackson. Now, Michael Vick. But Michael Vick gone. did it before then. But, but I'm saying, who's playing right now? Mike, There's only one. Yeah, that's Lamar Jackson, Jay Daniels. So that's why I look at Nussmar. you got to be who you are. And listen, you throw for almost 400 yards, shame on the defense if they don't get better. Yeah, and so, again, congratulations. Ten wins for LSU. Uh, I, I like what I saw offensively um, for most part. Defensively, though, man, you see all the, the negatives there that we had seen all season long. Came up to light, but when you needed it late, man, it was certainly uh, Greg Penn, the third, well, Makai uh, Wingo, Mason, who
who came up with well, the stuff. I'm watching uh, the, the game, and uh, I don't know, Big John at Texas. I go, man, LSU's defense is so sorry. They're sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, and finally, it's about time they make a play. I mean, they close out the game. I think Mordecai, I think he was so surprised to see pressure because he hadn't seen it most of the game. Right. He's, he sort of wet the pants a little bit uh, toward the end. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. We'll be here until 6.30, and it'll be the Saints Coaches Show afterwards with Mike Haas on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right here on the Big 870 WWL. Guest tonight will be Saints head coach Dennis Allen. His guest will be Saints running back coach Joe Thomas. And then at 7.30, throw it back to us here at second guess, and we finish it up uh, talking Saints, LSU, you name it. Bob, early on, but Alabama scored. 34-yard touchdown run. Chase McClellan makes it 7 nothing. Crimson Tide. Well, uh, you know, I think the way Michigan structured, uh, they would want to set the tone. They'd be w- wanting to win 7 nothing. I don't know the way Michigan is if they're like a, a, like a catch-up team. Because, Mike, uh, uh, man – I, I see some people have J.J. McCarthy as a top 20 pick in the draft. Ain't no way. Bob, he don't throw the ball well enough. No, no. You, you know who he kind of remind me? And um, he's not successful now. Uh, we know with the Patriots, he got benched. Is, um, Mac Jones? Yes. Almost a poor man, Mac Jones, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I. No, if they can't run the football, Bob, they in trouble. Yes. There's, <laughs> and and, and again, uh, Mike, there's not enough quarterbacks. We all okay, know Okay, the first so. play of the game, he throws a pick. It gets called back because the defensive back is out of bounds when he makes the catch. But, uh, man, J.J.'s got to play big for them to have a chance against Alabama. And I think Alabama has the two best cornerbacks in college football today. Okay. Two best starting corners, and that's who you're going up against uh, today if you J.J. McCarthy. Well, uh, you know, from a local perspective, we look at, like, where LSU's defense is at. And then we look at the Saints' defense. And you look how hot uh, Tampa Bay 
Uh, you look at their offense. Uh, look at Baker Mayfield, and you look at Chris Godwin, and Mike uh, the, the, from A and M, the receiver. Uh, oh, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Mike and then, Evans. And then Trey Palmer makes a big oh, play, did, and he fumbles hey, it. Did, oh my did, did God, they look, Trey. Did they look like uh, they were rolling yesterday? I think no. the Saints defense had something to do with that. You know, a big if, part of it was they took Rashad White out of the game. Oh, if you look at it. Uh, we dominate in all three phases. If you look at the defense, how we set the tone, you know how many yards uh, the Bucks had in the first half? 44. Not 144. They had 44 yards in the first half. The Saints had put together a performance like that. You know when they did that? Now you have to look at uh, was against the Patriots. Uh, we, won, we won 34 to 0. Uh, that was over a struggling New England, New England team in uh, weeks five, if you look at that. And then uh, we built a commanding league 17-0 at halftime. And then we extended uh, in the fourth quarter. I go, I don't know, because what happened in Green Bay, we winning 20 to nothing. But then I said, damn, I remember the Green Bay game. We were winning 17 to nothing with 12 minutes less. And like, I still, to, to this day, like, how did we lose that Green Bay game? Uh, you know, when you look at that. Are we all seeing that? How in the hell can you have lost? So uh, we were so dominant against uh, uh, the, the Buccaneers yesterday. I think uh, they were truly shocked in how well uh, we played. Uh, Baker Mayfield said it was just one of those days. Hell, yeah, it was one of those days because the Saints made it one of those days and, and put it to you from a defensive perspective. Yeah, uh, boy, somebody, a team that needs a new punter, and we sometimes don't talk about the hidden yardage. Man, that Tampa Bay punter. Well, he's worried about Rashid Shahid uh, taking it to <laughs> well, the house. I was going to say, he was squeezing cheese when he hit every one of those kicks, not wanting uh, Shahid to be a difference maker. And he shanked three of them. No, uh, not you look, one, you look, not two, three of them. Hidden yards and field position. And uh, when he did punt it to Shahid, he averaged 13 and a half yards of punt return. Uh, so that's... Whenever you're in double digits, and that's at a Pro Bowl level, not all pro, he had that long gain of uh, 16. And, uh, you know, Lou Headley, our punter sometimes, you want to see those pretty spirals. It's sort of funky the way he kicks but, it. But, but you know what? He averaged like uh, 45 yards uh, a, a punt yesterday. Now Tampa, Tampa Bay did have success more than any other team uh, running back. That one return, that was double digits. But other than that, like Lou Henley, uh, the Saints, we're the number one coverage unit in the NFL. We give up like five yards of punt return. Now, you might say it's the players and all that, but I think uh, how that rugby-style punting and how it goes and it's not a traditional, I'm going to catch it, then I can get my eyes down to see where to cut. It's how you feeling it. So I think um, they're going to stick with Lou Henley as far as being the punter in the future. Whenever you number one in punt coverage, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not changing any of that. You know, the hidden yardage uh, that you need and uh, how you're trying to flip the field and all that. And yeah, I think also, Mike, inside the 20-yard line, um, puts inside the 20-yard line, I think he might have like a Saints record. Uh, Charlie can check that out for me. Uh, I want to say look at – Well, if you don't have it now, you'll have it next week. Uh, that, 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 they play uh, Sunday. That how that uh, directional funky punting is not that pretty spiral like Ray Guy from Southern Miss, you know, and it's like, oh, look, look at the hang time and all that. No, you want some 
freaking weird punt that goes and you don't know where it's going and you can't set up your return game. If you got guys who cover, they get down there, then all of a sudden, uh, oh, that was a return for two yards. Bob, and not, not getting gash. Oh, no, they took it to the house. When we grew up, Ray Guy and watching him, almost like he had helium oh, yeah. uh, pumped in the ball. He'd kick it so high. Well, they that, have an award named after him. The other guy, too, was Gerald Wilson, who punted. He was a left-footed punter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Gerald, I don't remember him. Played at Stephen F. Austin. He lived in Golden Meadow for eight years. Oh, Golden Meadow. From, but, but his dad. I, I can't believe I can't remember him. Uh, his dad was in the outfield business, so he bounced around. Different companies, and then he moved to Texas. The the, the one I remember from Golden Lance Meadow, Lance Allworth. Lance Allworth, I remember. You know, Lance Allworth uh, lived in Golden Meadow. You heard that? Lance Allworth, one of the greatest uh, white boy receivers ever. His dad was in the and lived in Golden Meadow. Well, Gerald's dad lived there for a while, moved to Texas, moved back to Louisiana, and then moved to Texas, and then he uh, became uh, one of the top punters. And Coach Stram had always told me, Mike, what made them great was not so much that they could punt the ball so far. And he said Ray had better distance than Gerald. But they punted so high, okay, it let your coverage teams get under it. Now, 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 now Charlie, I hear you talking yeah. about What would you so say? So I, I got that stat for you, Bobby. As far as the, the most inside the 20 in uh, Saints history, is actually Blake Gilligan. Last year he had 32. Yeah. Lou Headley's at 30 right now uh, with one game left to go, so he can very easily break that record. Yeah, I, I thought he was a little short. Yeah, so he's, he's right just there. Shy. He's, he's at 30 for the season so far, uh, so he's just behind Blake Gilligan. It's, it's really close. Well, you, you know, Charlie, you'd be interested to see if uh, we ever led in the history of the Saints well over half a century now. If we ever led, uh, we're the number one punt coverage uh, team uh, the, in the NFL when the season's all done. Because okay. I'll tell you, it's been us and the Giants, and uh, we did better when we played the Giants head-to-head. I'm telling you, we hovered we around five yards of punt return. So people might say, like, hey, Bear, you're bragging on now the Saints are number one in punt coverage. Yes, because the game is so close that does matter when you talk about hidden yardage and field position, how you cover a punt. Uh, it does matter, and it can influence. Now, uh, we got to have a better team. But if we keep that number one, that'll compliment if your team is better, okay. obviously. Uh, you can complain about coaching in some parts with the Saints, and I would agree with you. Some of that is questionable. Now with Coach Rizzi. But not Darren Rizzi. Oh, no. Well, as a special teams coach, man, Darren Rizzi. And everybody in the league kind of says the exact same thing. He's, if he's not the best, he's one of the top two or three guys in his well, business. Well, Mike, uh, his name's slipping my mind now. I had a, a couple of beers with him in West Virginia when the Saints were in training Paul camp. Westfall? No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. The one that the was at Tulane, guy? the LSU, and then. Uh, oh, Greg it? McMahon? Greg McMahon. Okay. I think Greg McMahon was very good. Uh, okay, I, okay, let me say like this. Okay, he was great. But Rizzi's greater. You know how you think, like, okay, they both know what they're doing, but, like, different levels. I mean, Darren Rizzi's that good. And I, I remember, you know, the, the question about, man, um, how do you coach a kicker? And most of these guys have never kicked before. Yeah. I mean, they can go through some of the things with a kicker. You can't teach a kicker how well, to but, kick. Well, but you and I can coach a kicker. Uh, uh, tell them to just go make it. Uh, you know, you kick and make it. Uh, yeah, that, that's about the size of it. Uh, uh, I, I mean, uh, keep your head you down. Know, and and some and head make coaches don't have patience. Um, 
uh, you know, like what I've been done for me lately, it truly is. You know, came up big time, Blake Groupie, yep. t- three for three. Uh, Blake Groupie was outstanding uh, against Tampa Bay. Bob, uh, I'm seeing it from afar. Michigan running the football on Alabama. It is now tied 7-7. Well, my, listen, uh, that's Michigan's wheelhouse. That, that's they got to be able do. to run the football. They got to be able to run it. So if I was Alabama, uh, since they had success running, I can't see the, the 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 screen from here. But what I would say is, okay, this is what they're going to try and do. That uh, I would tell all my DBs, you're on an island. I'm putting an extra man in the box, and they are not going to run against us. You know what I'm saying? That if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us throwing because I'm going to put one extra guy in the box to stop the run. Well, Coach Steele, nah. uh, he's going to make that adjustment. No, no, I, that, that's Coach what Steele's I would say. Because if Michigan's gashing them running, I mean, you can't keep doing the same thing. Man, the you, first... you got to say, like, hey, listen, tell all the defensive backs, you ain't got no damn help. Uh, uh, you got to be able to cover one-on-one because we got to stop the run. First drive was a little shaky for Michigan, but they came out. Mostly running the football. McCarthy hit a couple passes downfield. But mostly running the football right at Alabama. And they were able to get it now. So it's 7-7 in the first quarter. We'll be back with more second guess right after this Blake break here on the Big 870 WWL. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Second Guest Show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Uh, Bob, a lot of people have asked about would the Saints be flexed, but the game will be Sunday, noontime. You can hear it right here on the Big 870. Well, uh, who was asked if that was going to be flexed? No, that's, yeah, some fans had asked about Why? if the game would be flexed. Because of putting a game that would maybe be meaningful. That's not meaningful uh, because we don't control You destiny. don't control it. If we if we beat the Rams, they would have they would Then that's a different story. Yeah, that's why they didn't. No, we playing at 12 noon. But it officially got announced late last night. The Saints will play noontime Sunday, and so will Tampa Bay. Against Carolina. Against Sorry, Carolina. Sorry, Both games, the exact same time. Against sorry-ass <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Boy, you know who bid it yesterday was Seattle. Man, with, with stuff on the line. Yeah. And they got gashed up yesterday uh, defensively uh, well, by the I, Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, and, and, and you never know. Uh, boy, you know, uh, and, and you know, no one's bragging about their team if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan. But look at the whooping. That they put, they put on Philly. And, and they put on Dallas early in the year. You know, there's two games they ran for over 200 yards. That shows you the NFL. Because we don't view the Cardinals as all. Uh, any, but um, that's why there ain't no damn homecoming games in the NFL. Uh, with how they ran and gashed. You better strap it on. How they ran and gashed uh, Dallas. They did the same thing to the Eagles. Yeah, uh, and, and there's Cardinals. Uh, do we think the Cardinals okay. are winning anything? Come on. But, Bob, wouldn't you like to play the Eagles if you hit the playoffs right now? Right now. They're they a team that you could see is a little bit teeter-totter with everything. Uh, things are not right 
Locker room wise. So what was the Eagles' the record at one time? They were ten and one, yeah. or something. And then uh, no, they've fallen off the cliff. Lost four, four to the last, four to five. last five games. Oh uh, no, they, they that, are, That's not good when you finish the season like that. And, and they have the worst fan base. So you talk about their sports talk. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> oh, oh my God, they, they want to fire everybody. Everybody got to. Well, Kincaid's there now. You know, <laughs> buddy from Atlanta now. And he, he, I think he's from Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's from Philly. And, and he went back to Philly after over twenty years in Atlanta. And he was like, Mike, this is a different animal here. No. A totally different deal than Atlanta. The coach you can't go to coach. Philly. Jalen Hurts, uh, we paid him too much money. He's not the guy anymore. We lost our offensive defensive coordinator. We haven't replaced him now. Now uh, they're basically saying that uh, we suck. I mean, I uh, know. Uh, and, uh, no, it just shows you how quickly things can change. They yeah. were 10-1, losing four to the last five. Because his deal is 95% of the callers are negative. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not that 5% that's good. It's the 95 that's negative now. And so, you know, they had a nice run with the Phillies. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. 76ers are, are a good basketball team, have been for the last few years, especially with Joel Embiid. <laughs> you know, he is a stud player MVP, in the NBA. MVP caliber, yeah. Uh, but, man, the Eagles last year, oh, so close but not being able to finish it up on Super Bowl Sunday, you thought, okay, two new coordinators. We've got a couple. We're going to return most of the guys. And NFL's not like that. You don't stay the same. Everything is constantly changing in the NFL. Well, uh, that's why when you look uh, at one point uh, how down everyone was uh, against the Buffalo Bills, now uh, you almost say, well, I don't know if I want to play the Bills in the postseason. And until they went way out on the East Coast against the Giants, the Rams were like, I don't know if you want to play the Rams in the playoffs. You know, who's hot? Now, the latest thing who's hot, I don't know if you want to play the Browns. Now, we all know the Ravens are the top dog in the AFC, but the Browns in the playoffs? Uh, but with Joe Flacco? Okay. <laughs> you looked at how the Saints beat the Giants. Look how the Rams had to squeeze cheese to beat the Giants yesterday. Right, right. Uh, th- this is why the NFL is th- – those guys getting paid too. They're professionals. But, but, but Mike, and, and it could fluctuate uh, from one week to uh, weekend. Week. Yes, week to week. And, and that, uh, like, just look at what occurred. On Thursday night, I think the Rams came to play. We didn't. Then you look at, um, I mean, who looked like the better team. If you don't know anything about this season, and I just – I'm going to watch a, a, a pro football game uh, the Saints look way better than Tampa Bay. They did yesterday. I, I'm That's what I'm you, saying. It, it, it almost was like they took the game from earlier in the season and, like, flipped the football pancake. It, they, they just swung it around. Now, the Bucks made some plays late that the Saints didn't make, but still, the, the way the game was, it almost looked like the first game, but from the other side. Well, and, and you know, it just shows you opportunity, a player like um, – how about Jonathan Abram stepping up? Here's Jonathan Abram. Okay, he's on the practice squad. Mike, uh, look, in, a sp- in a span of three drives, he stripped uh, running back uh, Rashad White and intercepted Mayfield. And if you look at the Saints, held the Buccaneers scoreless. Okay, now scoreless until 7 minutes, 50 seconds, mark of the fourth quarter. You know, they didn't score. Till seven minutes, of, uh, right on the eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, that was the first time the Bucks scored. 
Now, 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 if you'd have told me that before the game, I said, ah, that's not going to happen. No, no. But that's what, that's what occurred. And they made the decision not to start the rookie Jordan Howden and go with the veteran in Jonathan Abram. Uh, and, a, but, but because and his yeah. problems in the NFL really had to do with coverage. That yeah. He had been, man, so inconsistent. For Mississippi at, State. As a cover and, guy. And, and then, Mike, uh, and then uh, uh, who was the one? Uh, Lonnie Johnson, Jr., so uh, outstanding special teams. He also was hurt. So uh, Jonathan Abram, uh, boy, just by doing that, uh, teams will notice this. He'll have a job or an opportunity next year just by this one game, what he did against the Bucks. When we come back, we'll talk about the guy that did show up. We talked about him all through training camp. He looked terrific. He gets hurt, doesn't make a lot of plays. Jawan Johnson. The tight end. He showed up big yesterday for the Saints. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 on Second Guess, live from the Silver Slipper Casino right after this break. We're back here finishing up our number one of the Second Guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, 7-7 at the end of the first quarter between Alabama and Michigan. Bobby, we will talk a little bit about it, but Jawan Johnson, yeah, he showed up big Sunday against the Bucks. Well, uh, Mike, and uh, you know that was a guy they wanted to feature. Anytime you get twelve targets, uh, now he had eight receptions, ninety yards, the most ever he's had. Uh, that's to me, that's a hundred yards, ninety yards, uh, and he ended up having a touchdown. Mike, uh, th- th- that was like to me uh, the one play you got to make this play. Remember that thirty-two yard. Like kind of a circus catch Man, in the that first was half. A great catch. Yes, uh, that's what we needed from him. But uh, finished the day with eight catches, 90 yards. Finally having the type of day that we thought would be the norm. Okay, you know what he did yesterday? I would have thought, I'm not saying you got to do it every game. I would have thought he did this a handful of times. You know, you're playing 17 games. I, he probably would have had this type of game at least five or six times. Okay. That's what I thought. We had some fantasy football league people say, I blame y'all. I picked Jawan Johnson. He ain't done nothing. Okay, it happens. Uh, but he came up big for the Saints yesterday. Well, what he did yesterday, what he was doing in practice. What he was in, doing in, in practice. In the mini camp and training camp. We saw that when, when every he was, day. Yeah, he was always targeting making plays. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, they got Taysom more involved in the passing game. Uh, oh. At that tight end position. That also played up big for the Saints. Well, Not so much as the runner, but the receiver. Well, uh, Mike, uh, what I like, uh, look, two targets, two catches, that 22 long gain, uh, uh, that touchdown, it was kind of like a rub play. And you know who he beat? Antoine Winfield, Winfield Jr., Jr. <laughs> who could play. And so uh, good for Taysom Hill uh, coming up big uh, right there. Mike, uh, looking at the only negative as we get ready to go to the top of the hour, the only negative, and I know this has to be a thorn and really bug uh, Coach Allen and really the whole defense. Man, we gave up some chunk splash plays. Mike, I was looking at this. And the deep plays. Uh, uh, on, on, on four plays, on four plays now, think about this. We gave up 169 total yards on four plays. And fortunately, Trey, he's, he's no, he running fumbled. free, and, and he fumbles. Yeah. Nobody touches him. He gets up, but he had already fumbled well, Mike, the Saints. We were going to pick it up. Uh, Trey Palmer, uh, plus 54. Chris Godwin, plus 47. Mike Evans, plus 35. And early on, plus 33. So, Mike, he had two catches, like plus 33 and 35. So, overall, we did good. But that's the one thing. That's how they somewhat... Got back into the game, whether maybe you could onside kick it or what's going to happen. 
They had four plays for 169 total so yards. So we had talked about this a little bit on the pre-pregame show with Steve Geller, and I told him, you know, Trey had trouble at LSU catching the football. For every one he'd catch, he dropped two. He's gotten better as a pro, Mike. Yeah, he went to Nebraska with Mickey Joseph, yeah. and, and he became a much better receiver. And so, you know, Steve was, Mike, uh, how much better is he? he? He caught the ball, but then he fumbles it right yeah, after. Yeah. Uh, so you got to finish the play in this league. But, man, Trey, he has gotten much better, uh, and I agree with you, uh, as a receiver downfield catching the football. And I think he'll be a better part next year once he's more involved in that offense as a receiver, uh, getting more accustomed to it. And they'll need it because Mike Evans, Chris Goblin ain't getting no younger. Well, and, and, and Mike, it seems like Baker Mayfield, if he's around, he trusts him. Exactly. We'll be back with more second guests right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL. More second guests with you. Mike Detalia, Bobby Abier, right after the news break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.